Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Erica. We are the Sugarcraft Junkies and this is our podcast. It's for professionals, home bakers and everyone in between. Each month we'll bring you the latest news, trends, ones to watch and so much more. So stay tuned. Good morning, Erica. How are you today? I am all right. How are you? I am fine, thank you. And there's sun out, so it kind of makes it slightly better. Oh, but it's not where I am. It's very grey. Oh, is it? Yeah, maybe it'll make its way over. It's about the same <laughs> colour as my. It's about the same colour as my walls outside. <laughs> oh, that's a bit grim. I'm hoping yeah. it's going to stay blue out here. <laughs> and now I can actually see you. This has got yes. me. This is what the second time now. I can actually see you. I know. It's it's, it's very strange. What a luxury, eh? It is a bit. Although we'll see how bad we get at describing things. Yeah, it is true. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this! <laughs> it's just here. I don't know why any of our listeners can't hear it, see it, hear it. <laughs> oh, dear. So tell me, what have you been up to since we last spoke? So I've been up to a few things, actually. I went to go and see Sylvia at the Old Vic, which was amazing. It finishes, I think, tomorrow it closes because it was only a short run. So it's about um, Sylvia Pankhurst, one of the suffragettes. Oh, really? One of the daughters of Emmeline Pankhurst, one of the three daughters, and it's about her and sort of the family relationship and how they wanted different things from the movement. So Emmeline was more about getting the upper class women the vote and Sylvia was more involved with the Labour Party and wanted the working class women to have the same rights as the the women with the land and the money. Um, And about their sort of fallings out and struggles and how they went and fought for what what they got. Such a good musical, honestly, it was fantastic. Um, it oh. was kind of mostly hip hop style songs and dancing the choreographies by Katie Prince from Zoo Nation. Um, Beverly Knight plays Emmeline Pankhurst, but on the night that we went, she wasn't in it. It was her understudy, but her understudy is the friend of someone that I work with, bizarrely. So oh, really? <laughs> she oh, was fantastic. Fantastic. They were brilliant. It was so, so good. The visuals were just amazing. The dancing. The dancing was what I wanted from Hamilton. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was such a good story and so well told and interesting that, like, a lot of people have been to see it because it's virtually opposite where I work that it's on. And um, all of us were like, oh, my God, it was so good. It was so interesting. It was so fun. It was so, like, engaging. And we all went home and Googled and wanted to find out more. So. Wow, that's really good when you come away from somewhere like that. And what are the ticket prices like? Um, so the ticket prices weren't too expensive, but I got cheap tickets through work. So we only paid about £16, but they do, they did start from about 23, I think. So they're not too expensive and they do, it was at the old Vic in Waterloo and they do a scheme where under 18s are half price anyway. So if you're taking someone 18 or under, you buy the ticket for half price. It's quite near um, Southbank University, isn't it? So you get a lot of students around oh, there, okay. I guess. Yeah, and it's it's literally right next to Waterloo Station. So, well, sort of over the road from Waterloo Station. So it's nice yeah. to get to. 
But honestly, if that comes back, I would highly recommend seeing it. I think it's the okay. best thing I've ever seen at the theatre. Really? It was, has it yeah. gone now? Was it? Has it yeah, so it's, it started during COVID and their initial run was meant to be during, I think, the first lockdown. So that got cancelled. And then when theatres were allowed to reopen, they did reopen, but it was plagued by um the cast and staff coming down with covid so like they'd do a show and then they'd be shut for another two weeks because like seven of them had got okay. ill and it was like the st- you know the cast and all their understudies and like it was just hardly any of the shows actually went ahead because of the amount of people that kept getting ill so that right. was a bit of a disaster and now it's sort of come back for a, for a proper run and it's had its run i think it's been on for a few months but everyone okay. I know that's seen it has said it's so good and i absolutely loved it really really good really interesting really fun like the the dancing was so good and there's certain scenes that they do like oh my god this is incredible like when they did the um they did the scene where the women go and protest and they all get attacked by the police officers during the protest and the way they did that was so like powerful and effective but without having any stage combat really good wow yeah, okay. and the lighting. Well, you've the sold lighting, that to me. Yeah, the lighting was really good as well. So they had an effect where, without trying to spoil it, they had an effect where sort of if time was passing quickly or they were looking back at stuff that had happened in the past, they did the lighting so it looked like an old film. So you know when you get the old grainy black and white films of all the like the dashes yeah. and spots and stuff, it looked like that on the stage. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Oh wow! Really, okay. really good. I'll have to keep a lookout for that. Yeah, if it comes back, I'd definitely recommend it. Mm. So, yeah, maybe I'll go on tour. Maybe I hope so, and I maybe it will go a bit more West End because it's kind of mm. off West End being in Waterloo, isn't it? So yeah, hopefully it will find somewhere. If not, maybe Sadler's okay. Wells will pick it up at some point. Um, okay. <clears throat> I got to make a note of that. What was it called again? Sylvia. Sylvia. Future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> noted down. <laughs> yeah, and uh, everyone's favourite character. Everyone's favourite character oh. was Winston Churchill's mum. <laughs> she was the uh, unexpected really? star of the show. Yeah, yeah. She's oh, she's got her own little song and her own little thing. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I need to find that. Uh, yeah, go yeah. on. What else have you been doing then? Um, Miss okay. Busy Bee. Yeah, I know. <laughs> in in no particular order, the order I've written them down. So unfortunately, one of the ladies from our sugarcraft club passed away recently. Oh yeah. And um, we had a funeral yesterday. Um, <clears throat> we all got together, and her family wanted a cake for the wake. So and they wanted flowers on it. So we all got together after our last meeting and made all the flowers together, which was really nice. I saw that. I saw and the picture of made, it. It looked beautiful. Yeah. We'd all made like some of the leaves or some of the petals. So no one had really made a whole flower or a whole sort of anything themselves. Yeah. It was all little bits that everyone had made and just sort of wired it all so together lovely. and put it on the cake. Yeah. So that was really nice cool. too. Um, had a really good little work social for well, ad work. <laughs> we went to, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> not really for anything. Um, we went to All Star Lanes and in Brick Lane. Where's that? Oh, Brick Lane. Lane. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, so we did bowling and then we had a bit of time to kill between that and going for like an Indian after, which is obviously the place to go if you want Indian Brick Lane. Yes, it and is. And 
we decided we would fill the time with uh, karaoke because they had a little karaoke room. Oh my god, it was the best decision. It was so much fun. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a singer. I'm not much of a karaoke person, but there was about 20 of us crammed in this tiny room for about 12 people and everyone was singing along and everyone was singing so loudly that it didn't really matter who had the microphone because you could hardly hear them anyway. So, <laughs> so we just had a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, fantastic. You've got quite a good work social life haven't you uh yes but this was not the usual people this so normally it's the people that I work directly with our little group that go out but this was sort of the wider department and only one person that I normally work with went so it was mostly people that I wouldn't normally be socializing with oh my my work colleagues the miserable buggers never want to go out oh I prefer to stay in and walk yeah. the dog. Yeah. <laughs> There's no one to talk to. No. <laughs> um, I did my demo at Surbiton, my cartoon cakes. Oh, excellent. How did, uh, that yeah. must have gone well. It went okay. It was interesting. We got to the hall and there was no heating. It had broken. Oh. oh. Which they hadn't bothered telling them. So it was a bit of news to everyone. So we got and we're like, oh, this is quite cold. Because it was on the day that it snowed in the morning as well. Oh, so no. oh. it really was cold. And a lot of people didn't come because there was, it was quite icy and there was snow. <laughs> and then we were sat in this hall like, oh, this really is very cold. And the heat won't come on. And a lady who turned up was like, oh, yeah, my so-and-so last week, earlier in the week, was cancelled because of the heating. We're like, oh, well, yeah, okay, they didn't tell us then. Oh, crikey. So you're sitting there with a so, the blanket. Could you actually work with the priest? Well, that was a difficulty. Everyone was sat there in their coats. We had to stop so they could get coffee to like warm their hands up. <laughs> it was like being outside, but I couldn't work in my coat because it was a really big coat because it had warm, so it was so cold. And it was one of the ones that's got all the little bits of fluff and feather in it, and I was absolutely yeah. covered in it. So I was like, I can't because it would just be in all the paste. So, <laughs> so you froze. <laughs> Do you know what? I was I was actually okay. Um, I'm not bad with the cold. My parents' house is very cold. They don't they don't believe in heating it, so I'm quite used to being in cold rooms. <laughs> Shame about working with icing in that temperature. Yeah, room. honestly, it was so solid. And trying to use the extruder to do the lines, it must have taken me like six or seven goes to take the paste out and re-knead it. So I was like, it's not nothing's happening. Hang on, let me try again. Get more water. I was like, oh no, still nothing's happening. Let me try again. I thought, oh my god, this is going to take forever. So <laughs> it's interesting. Um, I cut some bits a bit short because I was like, this is just taking too long. I can't. Like the paste is going cold again. Um, so yeah, there was that. I am baking some cakes for a wedding at the minute. So Ooh. that Ooh. will be will be done shortly. They're being picked Who's up more. Is That's the wedding? Tuesday. Um, the sister of someone I work with. Oh, fantastic! I'm doing a pile of books. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what flavour cakes? Uh, a chocolate, a lemon, and a vanilla. <laughs> well, there's a surprise. <laughs> yeah. So I was going, I was going to get an edible image for like the cover for each of them, but I've had yeah. so much trouble. So the shop that I normally go to is closed down, which I knew. Um, and I emailed them and they said that they do still do edible images but they post them out I was like oh I don't really want to get it done by post because you know our post is terrible yeah 
So I thought I'd rather go where I can pick it up. So there's a shop in Bexley Heath called Cake Tots that is now my local cake shop, which is not that far. Um, is and I've emailed the them. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. They've not. They've increased. I think their supply. It's a bit. They've got a bit better choice. Um, so I went there and got the boards that I needed because I thought I don't really want to order them because I just need one big board, you know, yeah. one oblong shape. Um, and I emailed off. So I designed my book covers on Canva. I've sized them so they're the right size for the cakes I'm baking. I've printed them to make sure the text is in the right place to be on the spine. So I've got them the right size, saved it, emailed it to them, rang, can you call us please? So I rang them. Yeah, it hasn't come through properly. Okay. So that was a Word document I sent over. I just went, can you send it over as a JPEG? Because I don't think I can send it as a JPEG, but I can send it as a PDF. So I resent it as a PDF. They rang again. Can you call us? Wouldn't work. So she's like, oh, there's just like a triangle and a line. I was like, oh, okay, it's meant to be four separate pages. No, that's not all we've got. It's like, Do you know what? Don't worry. And I have started making, so there's a company called Rosa Bloom who do the most fantastic like sequin outfits. <laughs> so, it's a bit out there. Um, they're kind of festively and they are a bit, a bit sort of stage wear. <laughs> well, yeah. I've liked their stuff for ages. Let me send you, hang on, Rosa Bloom shop. Uh, me send you a link send me the link so you can scroll through but anyway their catsuits are fantastic their leggings are amazing they've got like little especially cakes and stuff and it's really nice but it's quite expensive because they pay their staff properly and the sequins are also sewn on by hand so understandably it's not a cheap thing to have but i do really like them <laughs> they look rather fantastic Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, oh my goodness. So are you telling me you are now making a sequin outfit? Yes. So I thought, do you know what? I, I don't, I can't really justify buying something because I've got nowhere to wear it. We'll see but, in three years. It's going to take forever well, to sew. <laughs> well, yeah, it is. It's going to take forever to sew. But I have sequins. I was like, oh, do you know what? Actually, I've got big round sequins. Um, so I started sort of a practice thing and I was like, right, I need to buy something to sew them onto. So I bought myself a vest top from, where was it? New Look. So I thought I'll try something relatively small. You started that already. You've done that lot already. I started it already. So this is about two weeks worth. It's like I'm impressed, over Erica. halfway. It's over halfway and they're kind of. How many, do you know how many sequins you put on there? Uh, no, but they're quite big. They'd have to be. But I'd want them, I'd yeah, want them dinner plate size. A, um, they had a little video, I don't know if you can see the pictures. They had a video no. on their Instagram of how to replace sequins. And I was like, oh, okay. So I did start sewing them on individually and tying them off individually. And then I thought, no, this is taking ages. So I, then they had a picture of the inside. I was like, oh, I can see they've done a row of them. So okay. I've started in, in rows, but kind of knotting them individually. But yeah, it's oh, it's so a each casual sequin has a little hole in project. it to be able to yeah. sew on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. I'm impressed. That's, that's I am one packet and about half of the next one, I think. I am I am impressed. 
have to say, yeah. I didn't think. <laughs> How much does a bag of sequins cost? Uh, about five pounds. And the top was probably about like three ninety yeah. nine. So this would probably yeah. have cost me. Um, this will have cost me under twenty pounds to do. That's really good. Yeah, it's just the time that you're paying for, really, isn't it? And that's yeah, what you're yeah. paying them for. But um, it's, like, it's like doing cake. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I ordered that's... another bag of sequins. I might need to get a third one because I've only done the front. I haven't done the back. And okay. I don't know whether I would do the back or not. I think in an ideal world I would. But yeah. also I have nowhere that I need to wear this. So there's no deadline. So I might just do the back and just order some more. <laughs> <laughs> well, put it this way. If you did the whole of the front, you can carry on wearing it until you got around to doing the back. Well, exactly, exactly. I like, I, I look forward to seeing that done. <laughs> this time <laughs> next year, I'll be back. <laughs> that's only taken you two weeks, and I bet that's not two weeks, that's not two weeks constant, is it? Because, I mean, you've been no, working No, no, it's so. like a few hours of an evening every now and then. That seemed really impressive. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you done? <laughs> um, well, do you know what? I'm, it feels like not a lot, but I've been out for mm. a lot of meals. Mm. Okay. So so I did do, not as quite as, as glamorous as you though, Erica, mm. I got blagged into um, attending my kids' school's careers fair. Oh, yeah. I like a careers Oh, yeah. Fair. Yes. So the idea is they, they invited lots of businesses down um, to mm. set up and talk to and inspire the kids into... Yeah. Um, or show them what different careers there are available. Yeah, I've done some careers fairs at work when I worked in the control room. And you kind of, they sort of set you up in various classrooms or in a hall when you have a stand, don't you, of your own. And people walk around and either sit with you or stand and chat. Yes, I can send you a picture over my stand. I was put, <laughs> I was put in the corner of the hall. The thing yeah. is, because I go there to invigilate, they kind of all know me. Yeah. So it's... <laughs> Like, you're funny... not a cake maker, you're an invigilator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you're not an invigilator, you're a parent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so they set me up in in a corner, uh, mm. which was absolutely fine. Um, I, I asked them to give me two round tables. So I set one up that had um, my cakes, I'd put some cakes on. And yeah. then they set me one up I'll send it over. I was even impressed that I managed to take my banner as well, which I keep forgetting <laughs> everywhere. And then I set a round table up where I actually, I was making something. Yeah. So I thought, because that would be more interesting for kids to actually see something happening rather than me yeah. just standing there. Anyway, I had, there was a variety of, um, of kids that come in. Some of them, <laughs> there's loads of them that just want freebies and they just yes. run around the hall. Yes. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, that was a thing. It was like, see how many free pens and stickers you can get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go to the ideal home exhibition for that. That's what I say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I was sadly lacking in freebies other than my business yeah. cards, of which an Quite entire... <laughs> <laughs> so many of them went. I was anticipating really? just... Yeah, a whole heap of new followers <laughs> from an age range of 11 to <laughs> 16. No, no. no. I, I will be rethinking that if I do the uh, fair again and just leave yeah. my business cards under the table. Um, yes. But there were genuinely, there was a few people that were interested. I kind of, I didn't really talk about necessarily cake making or baking mm. as a career, 
but running your own business oh okay that's as a good. career yeah, because yeah. that's that's open to so many more people and there were actually yeah. there was quite a few that were really the the fashion industry seemed to be a big yeah a big one yeah. for people um but there, yeah there was a there was a few that were interested in in cakes and doing stuff mm. and there was a few that were interested in just kind of you know maybe working for themselves or they yeah. hadn't thought about it yeah, because it's not pushed as an idea at school. You're taught to be an employee, aren't you? You're not taught yeah. to work for yourself. Yeah, yeah. And that was really nice. Um, but they're all given they're all given a sheet of paper, basically, with questions on. So yeah. the idea was to give them some <laughs> reason to go and talk to people. But you just got the same questions like 60 times over. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can you just fill this bit in? Can you just fill this bit in? So which which prompted me and this is something I sent to you and said oh we could talk about this um yeah like a couple of days before I wrote myself a job description okay oh my god uh I didn't realize how qualified I was yeah yeah maybe we should do that next month (laughs) do you know what it's really interesting to you don't realize how much you actually do um yeah so I did that I was absolutely shattered it was there from I don't know eight till past three four o'clock something like that oh wow um yeah yeah that was a that was a long day um and then since then oh i've been in again and invigilated so they're sick mm. of me march i hate because it's both my parents birthdays and it's their wedding anniversary and it happens within the space of six days okay so it's like a three-line whip yeah <laughs> so we went out for my mom's birthday and she was 84 we went out for curry, which was very nice. Mm-hmm. Gravesend is very, very uh, um, well placed for curries and for good yeah. quality curries. Um, yeah. So a really lovely, uh, lovely evening out there at a place called the Tuffale. Then on the then on that was a Friday. Then on the Saturday, the day after, <laughs> we went out for lunch, um, <laughs> and we had Turkish. <laughs> okay. Um, also in Gravesend, I, I, this had been recommended to me, and so many people have said it was so nice, um, and it was. It was really nice uh, to the mm. Sultan Solfrazy. Okay. And then a week later, we went out again <laughs> to an Italian <laughs> in Mepham called Bartellas, and that was absolutely that was gorgeous. Actually, really, really okay. nice meal. So basically, I've rolled around most of March. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also did. Uh, I did my first ever TikTok. Like, oh, Sam, I know. Well, <laughs> have you seen? It? Have you seen it? Have you seen have. it? Yeah, this you're is um, yeah. <laughs> the so the reason I was doing it was actually to show one of my class how to do it because we actually that was our last session okay. before last, and we were making them. <clears> And all I was going to do was just, um, I got my husband to record me making an Easter rabbit and I just yeah. uploaded that onto our WhatsApp group. Then my daughter comes in and goes, oh no, we'll TikTok that. <laughs> yeah. So she was the director <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I just did as I was told. <laughs> okay. So did so she record it in one go and edit it down or did she like stop, start the recording? Stop, start the recording. So she was over yeah. my shoulder. And she, yeah. I couldn't do it on my own. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. It, it would be beyond me, Erica. 
and I have little interest in doing it. But she's like, she's supposed to, she's supposed to be, you know, she's supposed to be there. She's supposed to be doing my TikTok for me. And I think I've got three on there now. Okay. <laughs> Only one wow. of which is actually making something. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so I need to do, and it, I quite enjoyed it though. But yeah. I could only do it if someone else is telling me what to do. Okay. <laughs> I can do so the making. You need like fine. an agent and a director. <laughs> yeah, that's what I need. I need to, so you just do that little bit and then you stop. That's it. That's all you need to do. Then quick, we'll add a few more bits and then you do a little bit. Yeah. That's it. And, and even then it was a bit too long because the yeah. music ran out. <laughs> but, okay. you know, for a first try, it was good. Yeah. Um, and then last night we had a guild meeting, which was really, really nice. We had the lovely Sue Varnels from Ashford Branch um, oh, come and I demonstrate like daffodils. Oh. And they were really good. Uh, she's very was, good. I do she, love Sue. She is most. very good, yes. Um, she's got this, she's also got this lovely sea holly, so we uh, think we have to invite her back. Mm. She does them all without uh, any moulds and cutters. Yeah, and so, she makes them all from stuff from her garden, doesn't she? So she'll get a flower and pull it apart and look at the shapes of the that's leaves what she and the templates and yeah. That's what she did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now we're all on the hunt to go and find our daffodils and prize them apart. <laughs> <laughs> Down the local park and like yeah. <laughs> but it was a really nice evening. Um not many people came out, which is a bit of a shame. But oh. I don't know, you can't prize them out. No. Well, good, good evening, good evening. So, yeah. should we find, uh, find out what's new then? Yeah. <laughs> what you got? Uh, so, I'm going to do the stuff that we both didn't come up with. Patchwork cutters are restarting their demonstration days. So, they used to do these before COVID. And yeah. they used to do them quite frequently, I think. And they are finally restarting them. So, the next one they've got, <clears throat> it says they've got a fantastic new venue, The Mouse at Brimstage Hall, wherever that is. Nice. Uh, come join us, watch four fabulous demonstrations from leading sugarcraft artists. There's Jerry Chu, Karen Davis, Leanne, Leanne Tang Weaver, and Marion Frost, who owns um, Patchwork Cutters. Mm-hmm. You get a hot lunch, afternoon cakes, and a chance to shop, and you get a free gift to take home, all for the price of £68. Uh, this one's Saturday the 8th of July from 9.45 till 4.30. All seats are numbered and allocated on booking. That one has already sold out. So really? uh, I'm guessing, yeah, it's not been on sale long. So this email came out in between us recording our last podcast. So wow. in less than a month, it's it's all sold out. So I'm guessing there will be more because it seems to be popular. So um, I hope they continue them because they always had great reviews. Uh, and oh, that's that really in... made me wonder, actually, because I thought patchwork cutters were disappearing a bit, but obviously not. No, that's in, obviously not. No, that's in no. the Wirral as well, if you're wondering which part of the country it is. Um, something that I saw online, which I thought was really fun, uh, Molly Robbins has made cake sandwiches, and I sent you a picture. Oh, so I these love look them. Like, for the people in the UK, they look like a meal deal sandwich, but a cake. <laughs> so it's two slices of cake with filling. In a sandwich container, obviously two or love it. Yeah, are they, they edible? So the containers? Fun. No, the containers look like just cardboard, like regular okay. sandwich containers. But yeah, I think that's a I really like fun this. idea. 
Is that just a class or just something that she's done? Or No, that's just in her shop. That's for sale in her shop. Oh, okay. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. She put on her Instagram, make the worst meal deal choice you possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> Start with cake and I'll have some crisps and a drink. <laughs> But anyway, I think they're really a really fun idea and something a bit different that I haven't really seen yeah. anywhere else. Uh, good old sweet sticks. They have got these mini detail sets. So these are a tiny sheet of stencils and a teeny tiny cutter to match. So you said they reminded you of Katie Sue. Yes. Um, that's like the bunting that Katie yes. Sue does with the letter on. This is basically yes. the same sort of thing. So you've got a triangle or you've got a flag shape or a square shape or a circle shape. And mm. if you imagine like bunting size. Um, and they've got a letter in the middle. So you sent all a number. So you sent to the letter of the number and then you use the corresponding cutter to cut out the shape. Yeah. And you would effectively end up with much the same thing as you would have done if you'd used the Katie Sue mould. Um, they start at £13 for one and you get a sheet of stencil and one cutter. Or you can buy a bundle, which includes icing, a brush, some gold dust, some rejuvenator and something else for £30. Or you can get a set of all four of the um, stencils with cutter for 47 And I think they also come with a pack of icing in that one as well. So that was oh, sweet okay. sticks. You've also got... Hannah, the cake illusionist. So she had brought out a set of tools before and they are now new and improved. Um, they're up to six stencils, uh, six tools. So these are her own ones and they come in their own little zip pouch. Okay. Um, How do they differ from... With six, you can either buy the three-piece tools or six-piece tools. Um, so there is a... Three different lots of ball tools in various sizes. A pickup tool, which is like a, a pointy stick thing. Uh, a rigid multi-fur slash texture tool, which I think is interesting. And a scale tool, so for making scales on like reptiles and animals that are scaly. Okay. Yeah, so I think at least the last three sound something different. Um, and they're all double-ended as well, so... On the ends of one of the ball tools, you've got an in, a individual fur tool for making individual strokes of fur. On the end of one of the other ones, you've got a medium scale tool. Um, you've got a soft indentation slash finishing tool, which would just be sort of for smoothing over. You've got a large scale slash stud tool. And you've got a soft multi-fur slash toweling tool. Wow. So six double-ended tools. Uh, and you can either buy the pack of three or the pack of six, and it'll cost you between £25 and £39, and they are metal and silicon by the looks of things. Okay. Yeah, I think they look nice. Um, it's nice that there's a few different bits in there. Yeah, and I think they're all the sort of thing that if you're doing her sort of cakes, that's exactly what you'd need. Yeah. It says a three-size metal ball tool, so feature sculpting, joining blending, and all good things balling. <laughs> um <laughs> A chisel silicon tip, perfect for fur texture, sculpting grooves and wrinkles. A tube silicon tip for te for creating all those scaly... I can't speak today. A tube silicon tip for creating all those scaly creatures as well as rivets and studs. 
and a cone tip tool for poking, prodding and blending those hard to reach areas. Um, and then she's got the new must-haves, which is the two rigid multi-pronged tips, aka the fluffer for first for fast speed fur creation, toweling look, teddy bear fur, grass effect, and a million other brilliant textures. A double-ended metal and silicon pointed tool, brilliant for picking up tiny bits of dropped paste, tucking under or smoothing those ragged, ragged edges, and uh, two more silicon tube tips in different sizes so you can create more realistic scales instead of having to have them all in one size. I quite like the fact that she's designed them and she knows what she's talking about as opposed to mm. some a manufacturer designing them because they think that there's something of need but not really into yeah. making stuff and... Yeah, that's what I mean. I think I think these are exactly what you would need if you're making mm. her style of cake. They're yeah. they're the tools that she would use, and that is exactly what she would use. Uh, so I quite like that. Um, we've also got the schedule from Cake International has now been released Ooh. for 2023 November Ooh. in Birmingham. Are you going to so enter? To enter the competition? Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be here yet. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know whether you're going to be here. Well, in the country, <laughs> I'm planning on being alive. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a bit drastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know what my plans are going to be for that weekend yet. But I think I tried Googling this and I couldn't find it. So I think you need to be clicking through the email if you've signed up to their mailing list to see it currently. I couldn't find it yesterday when I looked on their website. But there is there's there is a lot on there as usual. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to enter. I don't know yet. I will see. 20, if anything, no, they've only got 2022. Yeah. So if there's an email from them saying, "Oh, the schedule's been released," and you can click through from that to see it, but on their website it's not there yet. Oh, that's pretty rubbish. Well, I guess they're giving heads up to people that have entered in the past and signed up for updates, so I guess in some ways it's fair enough. But yeah, I guess that will follow sometime shortly onto their website. Right, it's April 28th to the 30th. You've got SoFlo, so South Florida's biggest cake and candy expo. Uh, nice. It's on Saturday and Sunday, uh, two full days, and you get all sorts. They've got a lot of sponsors. There's tons of classes to choose from. Uh, there's lots of shopping it looks like fun they always have loads of big names when it comes to their classes as well um just looking at the pictures you've got Carla Puy you've got uh, and I'm just looking at pictures of cakes so, <laughs> so I, I, don't, I don't actually know who the others are I recognize some of them uh okay so you've got a professional wedding oh the competition as well uh, 4D moving ice cream van cake with Fariska Walker. You've got ganache on ganache on ganache illustration and decoration by Bernadette G. Uh, you've got buttercream sculpture palette knife painting. You've got Mark mm. Suarez doing his Emily the Unicorn. You've got Marta Hidaglo. I don't know if I'm saying her name right. Making Grogu from Star Wars. Adam's family Wednesday modelling with Sylvia Mancini. Nice. It's a lot of fun stuff. Do you know what it actually costs to attend? I know other than the flight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're local, you mean. Yes. Um, 
So when you sign up, you put in your details and you get given a badge as well. So you need to put in your name that you're going to have on the badge, your business name if you want that displayed on the badge, and where you're from, um, as in county or country. Don't make it easy, do they? No. Didn't really want to know how much it cost anyway. <laughs> okay, I found something that just says Eventbrite, Sofa mm. Cake and Candy Expo 2022. Okay. And then it says $29. Okay, so it looks like you pay for entry and then you pay for your classes separately, yeah? Yeah, probably the same as... Thomas Cake International. Cake International. Actually, it's okay. really hard to find the prices. Yeah. They're not very forthcoming, are they? No. Just tell me how much, then I can work it's out just, how much it's going to cost you for my Tickets flights. are available. <laughs> <laughs> tickets are available and not how much you might have to pay for them oh. uh, they yeah, could I obviously found... um, Erica they could obviously pay for us to go over there and experience it for them oh yeah you know it's a bit short notice now maybe next year <laughs> <laughs> that's fine I'm always up for planning <laughs> do you know what I would actually like to go to something like that one day I think that would be quite fun to like yeah go and see something like because it would be a completely different crowd of people and a completely different set of experts and yeah you know traders and all that sort of thing wouldn't mind at all so flo <laughs> no no could be quite fun so yeah so flo we think it's around 30 dollars. we might be wrong that might be nothing like it yeah maybe someone over there can let us know yes yeah message us if you know what yeah. the price is and we'll, we'll pop it on our Instagram. Um, oh, and Delicious, Delicious Magazine. Oh, yes. Are doing a masterclass. So oh, I've just got to open up my email, so this might ruin the recording. Let's hope not. You're not meant to have anything <laughs> else open, are you? Um, no, I'm loving editing this month. No, I'll bet you are. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got the Bitter Clown Masterclass, and this is with Ariana... Spirandio. Uh, it's on the 16th of February 2024. It said her first ever UK class, full day of learning, lunch, tea, and coffee included, all materials and equipment provided, which is quite good. Um, mm. Limited space. And it's on the 16th of February 2024, which makes us think it's, oh, it is safe. Masterclass is held in association with the DMAs. So they've got their Delicious Magazine Awards. This is D apostrophe delicious. And their awards are being held at Leeds Castle on the 17th of February. So the masterclasses are around that, that you know, the event. So they must be held reasonably close to Leeds Castle then? Mm. I would have thought. Yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah, yeah. So uh, mm. if you're interested in that, check out Delicious Magazine. And you can uh, find out more. And it makes it sound, they said masterclasses. So I'm guessing there are more to come. Yes, I think there are. So is there anything else that you've got, Erica? There is. One more thing. I nearly forgot, actually, so I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> it's as almost as though on you. I know. Um, there's a new podcast. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> so this is called Adventures in Cakeland, and Cakeland is spelled K-A-K-E-L-A-N-D, by Cake and Cupcakery. It's a lady called Yvonne, and she's based in Birmingham, and she's doing a monthly podcast um 
say I've played them all. It doesn't say how long the episodes are now. But she started in September, so it's taken us a while to pick her up. Yeah, she's I have doing... had a listen. Have you? Ah, yes. yes. She's doing a bit different. She's doing this by herself. Oh, my God, so much respect for everyone to do that because it's had a lot of work to do by yourself. Yeah. Um, and she does her cake business as a side hustle. So this is from the point of view of running a side hustle business and um, I do love that <laughs> yeah it's nice and so it's kind of a mixture of her experience and guests and it's really good she's really easy to listen to I'm really mm. enjoying it I've enjoyed the guests that she's had on I think it's yeah. a really different take to what we're doing and what Zania and Bronia are doing so yeah I like it they're about half hour long roughly. okay yeah as I say they're not they're not ridiculous things no but yeah so go and check her out it's uh, Adventures in Cake Land yeah well maybe one day we could all meet up that would be lovely wouldn't it i think so i think if we end up going to cake international that may well be where we all get to meet well if you're not swanning off somewhere love oh yeah true (laughs) (laughs) so what did you find um so well the first thing that came through on my instagram feed the other day was the fact that um spice kitchen have done a rebrand or in the process of doing a rebrand yeah actually I quite like it. I saw. I quite like it. Um, I think mm, that, I so they're kind of getting rid of their rectangle logo, which had a cake on it. It, it didn't do a lot for me, to be honest. But no, they've introduced, well, I'm assuming they're introducing a lot of colour. So that burst of colour behind, so they've got mm. this little um, reel that's, uh, got a countdown to their rebrand, and there's it's almost like pl- puffs yeah. of firework of colour that's exploded in pinks and turquoises and blues. Yeah, it makes you think of like you know at Holy they throw the the coloured powder. It makes me think of that. And they've stuck. They seem to have stuck with their. Um, they had duck egg blue as sort of their colour before, and they've just sort of dialed up the intensity of that yes. a bit, and it's a bit yeah, more turquoisey. I, I think it looks nice. It does. I did go onto their website actually, and this is what's currently on there. So Squire's Kitchen products will now be sold through our trusted trading partners. Very soon, there'll be a new Squire's Kitchen website where you will find links to our trading partners and information on how to become a Squire's Kitchen stockist. Alternatively, contact us on Blur uh, for help or simply search Squire's Kitchen online. There will also be a brand new retailer coming soon to this page, Squire's Shop, which will stock all existing Squire's Mm. Kitchen product ranges. Mm. So I'm... Quite interested to see how that's gonna go because I think they you know they're competing with a lot of big boys out there. They are, but they used to be the big boy. They did. They they were they did. very big, like they used to hold their own exhibition, which was yep. I would say on par with Cake International. Potential yeah. like as yeah. a local not so much people necessarily travelling from different countries, but as a local, I actually preferred yeah. it as a day out because you paid your entry price and all the demos all the demos were free. And you could go and see yeah. they were they were linked up with Dutton Publishers, weren't they? So everyone who had mm-hmm. a book out, they were the people who were demoing. They were all big names. It was all stuff that you could see that was from their books. They had workshops yeah. which were really reasonably priced. They were like twenty five pound for a couple of hours with these same mm. people, and they provided all yeah. of the equipment that you needed. It was such a good day, and they had such good deals yeah. on their products at the show. And if you were in the first, what was it? A couple of hundred, you got a goodie bag. 
that was a really yeah. good goodie bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so I'm, um, yeah, I'm hoping that they do, they do well. Mm, I hope so, because they've been a very reliable brand. Yeah, and they do some lovely stuff actually. Yeah. So we shall watch this space and see what happens. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the other thing is we've not mentioned these for ages is fractal colours, mm. and they have got some new superior oil, um, which is hang on a minute, let me just find it here. Um, as it says, oil-based food colouring. So they have a whole range of these in, let me just reel them off quickly. Navy blue, yellow, mandarin, poppy red, mauve, aubergine, pistachio, pine green, Caribbean blue, and twilight. Oh, they sound nice. Um, I like the They names. do sound nice. They do. They do. Um, and I was trying to find out. So they have y three years um, expiry on their production. Okay. Um, they seem to be E1713 because it seems to say that, on, and they're 30 gram, aren't they? Yeah. They're gluten-free, vegan, allergen-free, and halal. Fantastic. Uh, yes, 30 mils volume. Uh, and you can download, what I like about this, you go onto their website and you can download the certificate, the quality certificate as well. Mm, that's good. That's good. Um, but you have to buy them through uh, different, let me have a look, businesses. So they, they don't sell direct from the looks of it. No. They sell to, uh, to places like the Cake Decorating Company. Okay, fair enough. And I was trying to find a price for them, but I can't currently. Yeah. If I find it, I'll let you know. Um, and then the other thing that they have is taste, uh, fun tasty. <laughs> it sounds like it hasn't quite translated properly i know <laughs> like a direct translation or something doesn't make that tasty food colors yes so give, mm -hmm. give taste and aroma to your favorite delicacies fun tasty food flavor concentrates are colorless powders with intense aroma and taste with their help, you can reimagine any food, water, oil, and alcohol soluble available in 50 ml containers. Mm. It does not need to be dissolved before use. It can be used in powder form as well. There's a powerful taste and aroma, so it is very effective even in small quantities. Recommended doses may vary. And again, you can download the quality certificates. It says average expiry time two years from production. So I guess being a powder and not a liquid, it's going to last longer, isn't it? Yes. They do. They're a bit like the dust colour pots, aren't they? Yeah. So they're 30 grams. Um, you, there are almond, banana, chocolate, coconut, coffee, mango, raspberry, strawberry, toffee, vanilla, mm. hazelnut and walnut. <laughs> And then the only other quick one that I'll add is Evil Cake Genius um, and their new airbrush colours, which appear to be currently at eleven ninety nine US dollars, uh, but yeah. they've got some very bright colours. So I'm not sure whether we would be allowed to use them over here. They look I think quite have thick to do a bit and painty rather than airbrush colours that I've bought tend to look more like a liquid. They do. Whereas these look more like a poster paint mm. sort of consistency. 
it'll be interesting to see how they go through oh it says yeah. opaque colors airbrush blue over yellow without turning green you can even airbrush lighter okay. colors over darker colors alcohol and water based liquid airbrush colors these dry rapidly but not so fast that I they can say this will be alcohol based if they're opaque aren't they because it's the water based ones that are see through mm -hmm. mm, that's quite a lot yes let's move on to our um well it's not really a topic well i suppose it is a topic but our chat we had with um the business of cake baking which was absolutely yeah. lovely because yeah. we've both been going for three years now as podcasts. Yeah. Happy birthday to all of us. Yeah. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> this month, we've got two exciting guests in the form of the Business of Cake Making podcast. We've got Sammy and Bronya joining us. Hi, ladies. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be talking shop. <laughs> and not only that, we can see them as well. I know. What a novelty. What a novelty. Yeah. Because you don't usually look at one another, do you? No. No, can't bear the look of us. It's half yeah. the fun. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Hmm. We'll see. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's talk shop because we'll just go, woo! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm the only one that hasn't had worked in or had a cake shop. All right, bye then, Erica. <laughs> yeah, I'll just yeah. leave it to it. <laughs> You're the lucky one, is what I'm going to say. You're, okay. Yeah, you're the, although yeah. it's, it's quite, it's quite good fun, isn't it? Yeah. When did you set yours I, up? Oh God, I didn't think to think about dates. Um, <laughs> geez. So we sold it in 2018. So it must have been open 2014, 2013. It's like four and a half years ish that we had. Okay. Ours. We definitely opened in 2012 because I started working on the 2nd of January. 2013 oh we must have been open in 2013 then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we opened in the april and then it was like four and a half years later that we we sold and closed wow um and so, whereabouts whereabouts was it we were in romsey in hampshire so um okay. yeah near southampton okay. it's kind of between southampton and winchester yeah um and yeah, and then so I it was it was my shop. I opened it. I had always had the dream, you know, a little cake shop, blah blah blah. And it was a cake shop and tea room. So we had eighteen seats as a tea room. Um, we had the kitchen and bake. I didn't know it was eighteen seats. No, I knew that because it was a <laughs> it was a legal thing. We weren't allowed to go over eighteen. That's what it was. Um, Why? It's it was something to do with the. Uh, amount of chairs that you were allowed it's all to do with how you can have a cafe and they, they have regulations oh. in town centers how many seating and how much seating and, and stuff you can have um also in case gone. you turned into a disco or yeah something. well I think it's it was so because they don't want high streets to have too much cafe and that's oh. what it is so they they restrict the amount of um cafes that they allow in a high street you disappeared and you, you're back Sammy she's not no. Hello. <laughs> we can see her, but she's not mentally here. she's not here. <laughs> I'm here. She's swearing a minute. I'm so sorry. My internet is rubbish. <laughs> she will. Her health check is her health check is orange. Um <laughs> Oh. Never mind, carry on. <laughs> oh. 
we'll carry on. She'll catch up with us. Um, yeah, so we there's something to do with in in high streets, you have A1 and A3. Oh. A1 is retail. A3 classification is having seating oh, and chairs in okay. a restaurant. And the town centre is only allowed allow a, a, a certain amount of a3 and so the whole town said it doesn't become one big restaurant basically um so we weren't allowed any more than 18 seats so okay. we had so gone i was gonna say so you could have a sugar cross shop under a1 but you just couldn't have any selling of cake to eat on the premises yes exactly okay exactly okay. and you can you can have stuff take, to take away because it's retail it's yeah. literally sitting down having having been served Okay. As, as a restaurant, you have to have an A3 classification as a shop. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, and so ours had a classification for 18 seats and we had the bakery underneath um, and we sold celebration cakes, wedding cakes. And then in the summer months, we had another tea house that we looked after at it was like a stately home gardens and it was like six months a year and that had 80 seats wow and a patio and that was really hard work and we did that for two years um and then i we just yeah and it was it was in the Mm. summer months you know it was in wedding season yeah and we kind of went yeah we can't because we used to have like 30 40 tea room cakes going over there every week Oh, on top did of you have any money. extra staff for the summer or was it just the same people just... so they had so over in the tea house at Houghton they had a group of staff but all the baking okay. was still done all the all the baking was oh. done central still okay. done centrally at our Romsey yeah. bakery so it was still me Sammy our right. apprentice and one yeah other. to do all that did wow all that. yeah that was it and we had we had shop staff as well so we had my my little cousin used to work um he used to work in the tea room he was our tea room supervisor he used to work couple of days a week and a Saturday uh, and we had a Saturday girl um, and they used to look after the tea room but the rest okay. of the time it was just four of us and none of us were full-time well I was full-time but none of the so did you full-time. did you just do like yeah. the tea room did you sell products or anything we had a few so we had a little dresser in the corner that had um, boards and boxes because it was all the stuff that we were using anyway that yeah, yeah. it was like our stock boards boxes we had some Renshaw sugar paste, um, like coloured pastes. We had a few bits and pieces of equipment. At Christmas, we would do cake frills at Christmas. Oh, God. <laughs> but we, we were in that kind of area that we got a lot of people coming in going, do you do a cake frill and a Merry Christmas for going on the top? Yes, we yeah. can do. So we would do that kind of thing that we knew that would sell. But we weren't a sugar craft shop yeah. at yeah. all. We and I, can I just ask, we did you not get worried the year after when the same little old ladies didn't come back yeah. to get their cake frills. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, we did have customers that when they didn't show up, we would be, because, yeah. you know, they would come in for a cup of tea every week. Yeah. And then they didn't come in for a few weeks. weeks it'd be like, oh, they're okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. They're okay. And you do get like that. You get worried for your customers. You feel like yeah. you need them to leave yeah. you contact details. Chase <laughs> 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 them up. You don't see him for a while. <laughs> and also, I mean, because so my my cousin George used to like look after the tea room a lot of the time, and he was like, I mean, he, he started when he was sixteen, um, and he his customer service skills were made, and he's in customer service training now. He's kind of gone off to do customer service training, but he was a nightmare because he would like rock up late in the morning and he'd go, "Oh, Bronya, I'm really sorry, I'm late. I was helping an old lady put a hanging basket up." 
And he would be. It's not a random excuse. He would have been. So he knew everyone in the town. Everyone knew George. He knew everyone. Aww. Yeah, oh, it was fantastic. it was very sweet. It was very funny. But yeah, and yeah, you do, and you do get worried. You get worried for your customers. You do. Me, you do. I remember. I remember. So we were slightly different to you in that we didn't have a tea room, but we right. had um, a small shop area which sold quite a lot of sugar craft equipment. Um, and the you know obligatory icing and stuff like that and then we had a separate room which was like a training room come kitchen Uh, okay because you did classes didn't you yeah it was my dream kitchen where I could bake and then stuff cakes and stuff all the way down the table and not have to worry so that was lovely um but yeah so we so we ran we ran classes uh, which is so was it you on your own sorry to interrupt was it no. you on your own so initially there was myself and a lady called Christine um right we set we set it up so it was my business name and we set the shop the shop up uh and ran it together then she retired in about 2017 I was trying to work it out actually so we opened in 2014 she retired, I think, about 2017, and I decided that I was going to carry on for a bit and see see if I could make a, a go of it, um, which just turned into um, a, a hobby, really. Because <laughs> when you don't <laughs> kind of pay yourself, it, it's a bit of a hobby, yeah. isn't it? It's a very expensive <laughs> hobby, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what yeah. it was. So, you know, I mean, all the monies was just going back into restocking right and doing all of those things so um did you did you hold a lot of stock um not huge amounts we didn't have we right. had what was on the shelf so we would right i mean initially it was hilarious when we first set up i think we spent about three thousand you don't get much for three thousand pounds in the way no, sugar craft equipment and we no. had to stuck it we, we clumped it all together near the till and the rest of the shop was bare. <laughs> and we plumped till near the till. Took a photo. <laughs> Look at this oh, shop store. And then you scatter it around the shop going. Smoke Ooh. and mirrors, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look really full it's at the all time. smoke and mirrors. Yeah. yeah. But by the time oh, we God. finished, we did have we did have a lot of stock. Um, yeah, your shop was a fair old size. I'd say like was... the classroom area was about the same size as the, as the shop area, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Definitely. But it just got to the point where people were just buying online. Right. And yeah. then they'd come in and ask me how to use it. That was lovely. Yes. Of them. Yeah. Uh, and I still get calls now to ask if the shop's really? open. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. don't, obviously, our, you know, our telephone number went. Um, the cafe was taken over. We sold the cafe. Yeah. Um, the cafe was gone, sold as a going concern. Um, Back, yeah, yeah. So, so when we saw it, Sammy took over our celebration cakes, so she took over that business because we'd built, and the weddings as yeah, well. Yeah, so we'd built, we'd built up that reputation in the area, and I didn't just want to ditch it. And obviously, yeah. as our head baker, Sammy stepped in. Yeah, business over. Well, I, you, it was you. You were the one who was amazing because you went. I'm going to move back to London. I don't want you to miss out on this amazing opportunity, and you just literally handed it to me really <laughs> I went we've got 23 so, wedding cakes in the books they're yours <laughs> yeah yeah so um I have learned a lot through doing it that way because there's one thing running a shop yeah. like Bronya was and I worked there and then 
I, I might have been, you know, the bossy one telling everybody what to do Boss. in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to doing it yourself, it's a whole different yeah. kettle of fish. Because at the end of the day, I could go home yeah. at, at half past three or whatever time I finished. Yeah. And that, that was the end of it. Yeah. But though towards the end, it wasn't because you, you take take it all on it becomes part of you yeah. your blood <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing I think I think working in and because it, it's any own business isn't it any own business that you've got um you you absorb everything and then because things like a shop it's such a small team we had such a small team that everyone yeah. becomes part of it and and you you do you kind of live it on and although I'm the one that was sat there doing the payroll and all the rest of it everyone was invested everyone yeah. was invested yeah. in it you know very much so and I'm still friends with a lot of the people that worked at the shop it's a lot a lot like Siobhan <laughs> and <true>. Lauren <laughs> and I, I don't see George but I know he's doing all right because Bronya tells me all about him but, and Melissa as well yeah. Melissa was our apprentice how long yeah, did you was, do the shop yeah. for on your own Sammy um well it was more but once the shop shut in 2017 it then came to my house so I've done it from 2017 to now and um and it's been a real learning curve I've learned so much so 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 much and 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 as well I I went through I felt so bad because I was like excelling and really enjoying it and poor Bronya was like really going through it because her you know we didn't sell the house that was the problem we we, we sold the shop and we didn't sell the house because Oh. Like I was explaining to Sam before we, we came on air, that our, when we moved to St. Hampshire, we bought a 500-year-old thatch cottage without any central heating and without any mains drainage. Trying mm, to sell wow. that, I mean, it, it was beautiful. It was like this picture postcard house. It was stunning. Yeah. Um, but then you try... Thatch and, cottage. It was just... Oh. You try and sell it. So the, mm. the, the tea room sold within six months. Right. Sammy took on the cake business straight away. The shop... Uh, the so the house. Eighteen months later, we're still there. Mm. Oh, so I kind wow. of went. Well, I can't take. I can't do the celebration cakes because Sammy's doing those. Yeah. I went and worked in a pub. <laughs> that's that's what I did. <laughs> went and worked down the pub and just kind of waited till we moved before I could start my cake, like business yeah. again. So when you when you mm. finally moved, do you yeah. do you both come under the banner of Daisy Cake Company now? Yeah, kind. Yeah, so there are our own businesses. Of. Yeah, there are our own businesses. I work as Bronya at Daisy Cake Company. The blog is Daisy Cake Company. The podcast is under Daisy Cake Company, mm-hmm. and Sammy is Daisy Cake Company Hampshire. But they're mm. all into. We're all into. But we, yes, yeah, so we've got that because yeah. you, you connection. But yeah, separate. Yeah, because you you wanted to keep it, didn't you? Because it was like the known name, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and and um and I thought it was such a nice name as well with um, it being Bronya's dog and daisies are my favourite flowers. I've got a tattoo of a daisy. Um, I, You know, and I, I just felt so many people just know yeah. Daisy Cake Company. Yeah. So I do come under, like, Daisy Cake Hampshire now because if people look up cakes in Hampshire, that's my yeah. search engine optimization. <laughs> and <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> but I, I very much feel that Bronya and I are still um a team yeah. together yeah, yeah definitely yeah okay. so Erica yeah. used to come and teach at my shop <laughs> didn't you did you yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> you yes, did a few I did. classes for us didn't you 
Yeah, I was a guest tutor at Sam's shop. So yeah. Sam would Sam would advertise the class to her sort of mailing list and she was getting the external teachers to teach. I would turn up, she would pay me and then... Everybody's happy. Keep whatever. That's quite yeah, a nice little gig, isn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah, just turn up, teach, get home, get paid, go home. Did you do like, the cleaning up no or did she have to do the cleaning up? Uh, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely did it. To be honest, it wasn't... She did a lot of the prep for me as well. So I could go, right, I need this, I need this. Oh, I wow. want everyone to have a covered cake dummy and she'd do it or like. Wow. Oh, I know, yeah. I know, I had right. a very, very, very easy end of the bargain here. Yeah. <laughs> so how often did you run classes? Did you like do weekly classes? Did you have a timetable or whatever? Um, no, we kind of put classes on as a bit ad hoc, but we had regular tutors like Zoe from Zoe's Fancy Cakes. She came yeah. down a lot because she was really popular. Um, and I flew in Mark Suarez from La okay. Plage in Spain. Yeah. And I think we had oh, wow. Barbara, Barbara <laughs> Larashi came over from Italy um, to teach. Oh, yes. I did her class. Yeah. So um, you actually attended the classes as well as... Yes. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Gave the money back straight back to her that I've been paid. <laughs> it's a good circle. Yeah. yeah. And then we do then we do some of our own in-house classes. Right. Um, which were which were obviously a lot smaller. Um yeah. but well attended. Um how many people could come along? We could fit in around twelve comfortably. Uh-huh. Oh, there were there were a couple of nice times size. when we had to squeeze another one in or so right. when we had Zoe down because she was just yeah. so popular. But we'd have her down for like three days on the trot. So oh, right. So oh, that's a good put idea. Put her up yeah. in the local premier in. So <laughs> drive from home, pick her up, bring her up, <laughs> do the glass, take her back, probably go out for dinner with her and then um, yeah. go back home. Yeah. Long do, days, you, do you do you look back at your time of having the shop fondly, or do you? Does it send a shiver down your spine? Parts of it, parts of it. I really enjoyed when we had the teaching um, going on, and because everyone knew that I was absolutely terrible at making the cups of tea and coffee, so they just <laughs> they just, just ripped me to shreds. <laughs> I can make tea for one. <laughs> <laughs> if I give me more than that, I start flustering. <laughs> give me 13, I'm like, ah! Um, so, yeah, they thought it was hilarious. Um, the, the, and, and the shop was nice because we had a lot of customers that used to come in. And, yeah. but, but it was, I felt like it was a, like a therapy session because people would come <laughs> in and they would kind of, there was all their woes about, the problems that they were having with their cakes so we would talk through with them how yeah. or what they might have done yes. or how to rectify it yeah. and all yes. of that and I was really seriously considering trying to get a, like a rocking chair in there yeah <laughs> because it's, it's all this because you're giving all this knowledge away for free I mean we did it a lot as well people would come in yeah. and they'd oh I'd, they'd phone up as well yeah and oh, it's yeah. like we, you yeah. know it's so it was all this knowledge given away and because we had the tea room as well you would then get people that would pop in for a cup of tea and a slice of cake and then they would go oh do you make cakes and you go yes we make cakes yes. and then they'd go well my wife made this one and oh, then suddenly yes. they, they pull up their phone <laughs> <laughs> or they would 
yeah, or they would say, because there was one, one customer came in and she was, um, it was a wedding cake. She was making a wedding cake, but she wasn't a cake maker. So the wedding was that they had decided they were going to have a bake-off for their guests as the wedding cake. Oh my Lord. So it was wow. going to be like this, comp- yeah, it's such a good idea. And I'm like, yeah, I wish I, just an amazing idea. And she was come, she came in and asked our advice because she wanted to do a cake for this wedding and she'd never baked before. And then she came back three weeks later and went, I won, you know. I won that, <laughs> <laughs> and it's think it's customers like that. You kind of go, yeah, th- th- this is this is why you do this, not for the money, because yeah. there's yeah. no money in it. Let's face it. Well, there no. is, but you're not going to be a millionaire on it. Let's you know, yeah. let's just say that you're never going to be a millionaire. Um, but yeah, you, you do it because those those people that come in and you see every week come in for a cup of tea and a slice of cake, or come in and buy their boards and boxes and have a chat yeah. and. Yes. Yeah. I must say, I wouldn't be who I am today if I hadn't have worked in that shop because the friends that I have, a lot of them are now cake based. Yeah. yeah. I have I have my family of cake friends, and and it is amazing. Yeah. And yeah. I, um, yeah. I, I I treasure it. I, I mean, I've got Bronya. Oh, I've met you two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I've, it is, I've it is the community, to, I've isn't it? I've lots of those details, like from people, like you say, that you've met in the shop and mm. they're the people, because I don't do celebration cakes now, they're the people that I send out, you know, send them on to. Perfect. And, yeah. And, yeah, it's been great, I have to say. You do meet yeah. some great characters. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when, gotcha. when you gave it, did you just leave? Did you just like the rent had finished you just finished your lease and you did you sell it on did you do anything with it so I knew so my lease was due up in February and so I was in my head I was winding it down um but so I'd already kind of like put was very professional and put an exit strategy in place and (laughs) there's a guy who had a shop that was round the corner from where I live. Not that the shop was very far from where I live anyway, but he came in one day in about, I don't know, the October time and said, don't suppose you know anyone that wants, you know, that's there's a shop round here for to take over oh. because his rent kicked out of his shop. I'm like, oh, yeah, I might. <laughs> <laughs> that was good uh, so anyway we we kind of we did it and he took over my shop so the cake shop has turned into a carpet shop although the boards oh. are still up in place that say it's a cake shop oh, <laughs> oh really yeah yeah as you go as you go into the square because so where where the shop was situated this was oh, i don't know whether this was a help or a hindrance um, we were located in like a small square of shops. Right. So surrounded by residential housing. So it was a little car park and then there was uh, shops either side. And uh, so our theory was that A, obviously you're not on the high street, so the rent is lower. But yeah. also B, you can have, uh, people can come in. If they're collecting cake, it's not that far to carry because... You're actually on the square. Um, yeah. If you're picking up heavy icing, you haven't got far to carry it. So there were a lot of things going for it, but obviously you needed to know where we were to actually yeah. find us. 
Um, and that was, I think that was the thing that, you know, we gave it a good shot. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like I say, there's still one or two that think I yeah. still exist as a shop. Um, even though the telephone number's gone, they've managed to find my mobile number. <laughs> because the, because though, the brand is the same, the cake name's the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, they ring me up. Do you hire number tins? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, Sammy sold all of those. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I'd like to sell mine. I can't get rid of them. <laughs> really? I put them all on as a job lot and someone bought the whole lot, I think. Really? yeah i need to do that (laughs) how long did you have the shop for uh we opened it in 2014 february 2014 and i closed it in december 19 so just two three months before lockdown yeah okay so that's like you knew yeah yeah i know i have been called a witch subsequently (laughs) (laughs) you know what though There, there were times in lockdown um that I think I probably mentioned it to Sammy and I know I mentioned it to my husband that there would be several there's several times in lockdown that I just kept saying we were so lucky to get out so mm-hmm. lucky because yeah. we we moved back to London six months before lockdown lockdown or just sorry six months before lockdown and yet when I saw people struggling and I was like yeah we we were so lucky that we yeah. didn't we didn't get there and and I do feel really I mean I work in a little bakery around the corner now and I know that they really struggled in lockdown and I just and yeah it just it killed businesses lockdown it's so sad but yeah it didn't thankfully we we were but going back to like the the location thing it's interesting that that because we were on a high street we were it wasn't a busy high street you know we're not talking like a city um Romsey's like a nice little market town sort of thing and we were on a high street um but we were like a little out of the high street and they decided to dig up the road for six months it was awful so they dug up the entire road for six months and you couldn't get down it you and that literally killed business um Mm -hmm. and we we got out while they were doing that and i'm pleased we did because if we hadn't i think we probably would have gone into debt because we Mm -hmm. left the shop we, we made profit on the shop when we left. We had made money. Um, mm. But I think if we hadn't have got out when we did, we would have gone into debt. And that's purely because we weren't getting that footfall past yeah. the door because that yeah. road was blocked. So I think if problem. people are, yeah, if people yeah. are going to open a shop, location is so, so important. Yeah. So key. Yeah. It really yeah. is. We had, a, we had a similar problem in that the shops that were opposite us um, had a sinkhole appear. oh my god (laughs) they had to shut the whole parade of shops on the other side so what didn't help was then the local press came up took photos of the side of the shops that were all closed with all the shutters down saying that we were all closed oh no thanks very much so yeah we 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 managed to get the council to halve our rent for the for six months whilst this was all going on because it was ridiculous people were thinking we were shut well we Mm. got um when they shut the 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 road outside ours they um they just they said you won't have to pay business rates which was fine except for we didn't pay business rates because we were like below the threshold so it did nothing for us (laughs) absolutely nothing we're like yeah thanks for that um but yeah location is so so important with with anything like that yeah how many hours a week do you reckon you were working when you were when you had the shop on average 
Oh, shop hours. I was, we opened 10 till five. So we opened Monday afternoons and then Tuesday to Saturday, 10 to five. Um, but then I would always be there earlier. Yes. Fridays and Saturday, Fridays, Thursday and Fridays, I would normally be there later. Um, and obviously there was payroll to do, which I always used to do in the evenings at home. Then you never shut down, you know, then you're then popping out to the wholesalers, you know. So we, while we yeah. weren't open on a Monday morning, I was at the wholesalers. I don't know, I reckon I probably did 60 odd hours a week. Yeah. At least. See, um, and then I when Houghton there. was open in the summer. I did six hours a day for four days a week. Yeah. <laughs> nice. then you would do you would do Saturdays as well didn't you know you do oh, like, God, like yeah. every other Saturday yeah. deliveries yeah. you know you've got a wedding cake to deliver. There's, if there's like yeah. four wedding cakes to deliver there's two and sometimes I'd work late as well yeah. I, I was terrible for not finishing on time yeah. so, <laughs> oh I'll, I'll just finish this I'll, I'll go in a minute yeah <laughs> um but I think it, it it's it when you own your own business you'll never you never close off you never shut no, down at all do you? Off, you no um but then when we had Houghton you know that was a whole other ball game because that was open on Sundays and oh, if okay. I was low on staff on a Sunday over there then I would be over there as well and and I would deliver there because you know it was like past the front door so I'd be delivering and going in and checking everything so even though I would leave say the Romsey bakery at six o'clock I'd be then delivering to Houghton and then I'd be fannying about there for another two hours Wow! because, you know, it's just, it's just what you do, isn't it? But Mm. then that was my downfall at the end. um, I was so burnt out. So, so burnt out. Um, And that, yeah. And that was one of my, and I know that, you know, and I, that was one of the, my biggest learning curves out of having a shop was look after yourself Mm. because I didn't, I really didn't. I think I I did less hours having the show oh, really? and what I do now. Yeah, for sure. That's interesting. Really? Yeah. But purely because when I had the shop, my kids were a lot younger. So oh. I was like, they were primary school kind of age. Right. Um, yeah. Well, at least one of them was. So I was having to shut the shop, go home and deal with them. So I would shut off at kind right. of closing time and we would do yeah. like nine till four opening um then i did try a a, till six o'clock in the evening to see if that made any difference for people who were working didn't seem to make a huge amount of difference to be honest um so i went back to nine till four and and then so i managed to get everything done during that day um whereas now i'm at home i go on and i just go on and it's just like just just don't even i don't know Everything you think yeah. about, oh, what have I got to do now? What have I got to do next? Oh. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, that, that is, is, that is one thing that it, it gives you boundaries. It gives yeah. you that, yeah. you know, you, you walk out the door, you shut the door. And because all your gear and all your equipment is there and all your sugar paste and your yeah. cutter, everything's it there. You when you go home, you can't do it because mm. it's all at that shop. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what I found was, you know, there were times that I needed to, to do stuff and I'm like well I've got to, I've got to pack it all up and take it home or I've just got to sit here and do it yeah but once yeah. it's done yeah you, it does give you that that physical boundary of stopping work yeah in a way yeah. that working from home really doesn't although I did do yeah. one night um so it wasn't it wasn't the most salubrious of areas let's say um 
we're, the police regularly turned up outside <laughs> to the block of flats that was opposite. Uh, we did have a guy with a machete that was running around over the <gasps> other side of the square. Uh, we had a lady. Oh we had a lady that turned up. There was some bed shop next to me, and she turned up and she stripped naked and she, <laughs> and, she, and she was then threatening to burn uh, places down. And oh uh, social services kept arriving for the kids that were in the flats above us. So it was quite an interesting <laughs> place. Um, I did once have to lock myself into the shop because there was a, I was in there on my own working and these couple of lads came around with their hoodies up and they just kind of like walked up to the door and then they wandered off again. And I thought, do you know, I don't like the feeling of this. So yeah. I went and locked the door thinking any of my customers can just knock if they want to come in. And the next minute, like six or seven of them came round and they were trying to get in the front door. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah, because oh, yeah, they were interested in sugar craft. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, they did yeah. bugger off in the end. Um, and I had to call the police about three, three or four times for incidents wow. that happened in the square. So got, the worst we had was someone trying to palm us off with a dodgy twenty pound note, and that was it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Oh no, I had someone trying to sell me knives in the boot of their car. Um, oh I think we could have had mattresses from uh, the Premier Inn. Uh... Wow. <laughs> oh gosh, no, we didn't. Have, we didn't have anything exciting like no, that. It was did a quality we? area. No. Oh. <laughs> We did have we you know, this this was this was like one of the the absolute highlights of um, so Romsey is the home of the Mountbatten's so it's got the Mountbatten estate you know Lord Mountbatten and the rest yeah. of it oh yeah um, and so it's got Broadlands which is the Mountbatten estate well obviously the Queen and Prince Philip were very you know they honeymooned at Broadlands in Romsey you know that they were very um, very close King Charles is the god father of one of their children yes yeah so they're, they're all it's like really close so so the one of the absolute highlights um was someone was getting married in the abbey so it had romsey had an abbey so someone's getting married in the abbey and it was like a big one-way system romsey and they shut all the roads and we all went out and stood on the road waiting for someone to come past <laughs> and the queen came past Ooh. in the car <laughs> yeah. the highlight was sammy went <laughs> and then and then the queen shut her window <laughs> you could see the electric window going up <laughs> yeah, that was that was one of our highlights was yeah the queen, yeah. The queen yeah. driving past and sammy and i'm sure we got it on video somewhere yeah i have yeah because <laughs> nobody knew whether it was going to be the queen or not yeah we didn't oh, it was all it was. like who's coming who's coming around <laughs> Yeah, that was that was. Even if we didn't sell any cakes, I saw the Queen and I, and I heard Sammy yeah. squeal about it. I, however, <laughs> did not. <laughs> would Would you do it again? No. <laughs> that was a very quick answer. Yeah. yeah, people ask me all the time, "Would you ever open another shop?" And I would go, "No." But if somebody came to you and said, "I'm thinking of opening a shop," what do you think? What no. would you say? Would you? That's interesting. See, I I wouldn't say no straight away. I would ask them. I would ask them a lot of questions, and I would make sure they're ready for it because I was never ready to open that shop. 
I should never have opened it. I was never ready to open it. Um, It was like a dream. And that was like, yeah, they said it's an amazing dream and it's going to be lovely and amazing. And then I don't think I was ever prepared for actually how much hard work it was. Mm. And so I would want to say to someone, you know, are you prepared for this? Are you ready for this? Have you got? Your- I'd ask, have you got a business plan? Yeah, yeah. That's just what you were going to yeah. say. Have you got your business have plan? Have you done your figures? Yeah. Do you know you're not going to go into debt? Do you know that you can afford to pay yourself yeah. as well as your staff? What are you going to yeah. do about that? Staff, I have to say, I loved my staff, but they were the hardest work of all of it. The cakes mm. yeah. were falling down and all the rest of it. That was easy. <laughs> staff were just the biggest nightmare because they go on holiday in the summer. You know, all yeah. the time, <laughs> <laughs> things like that. Um, so that's yeah. So I would, I wouldn't say no, don't have a shop, but I would, I would make sure they knew. What I would they have a to. lot of things in place. In hindsight, having having done that, worked with yeah. somebody, I'd have a lot more things in place um, than ever we did. Were you business partners then? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, I don't think I could have done that. No. No, it's hard in enough being a business partner with my husband. In, in hindsight, I knew from the first, before we'd even opened it, it was going to be wrong. Really? Yeah. And that made it Gosh. a lot harder. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't, no. It would take a lot for me to do something in partnership again. Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. And I think also you you have to know people so well. You have to know how they work. You know, like I, I, I often say working with someone is when you really get to know them. You need to get to know their work ethic. You get to know what they, they are and they will and won't do. And are you going to be carrying them and that kind of thing. Um, And to be in actually in business with someone that's, yeah, I can't, I I say yeah. working with my husband was bad enough. Let alone working with someone else. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's completely like, different from employing well. somebody. Sorry, Erica, say it again. You don't necessarily work well with someone that you're good friends with, do you? No. Two totally different no. things. No. Very different yeah. things. No. And it's funny because no. a lot of my very good friends are people that I've worked with, and that's because yeah. I know they've got the same work ethic. Well, you know, like Sammy, I know she will work herself ragged. Yeah. Um. And she would never do such. She would never make someone else do something that she wouldn't do herself. And and I respect all that in, yeah. in you know in someone like yeah. Sammy. And that's why we're very good friends because we've got a similar kind of work yeah. ethic and we we like similar respect for people. Yeah, yeah and you need um, that. You completely yeah. need that when you're working with somebody. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, because there's nothing worse than working with somebody who doesn't put in as much as yeah. you or doesn't have the same respect yeah. for the for, for what you're doing or or doesn't really care yeah. about you know, about it because at the end of the day you still have to make things that you love yeah that you're and you're both to the 50, customer. 50 responsible for it as well so yeah. if it's yeah. if it's a one-way thing then actually mm, yeah it, you become resentful yeah yeah yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, yeah, I, I, I never got that. To, I know I never got that. I got never got close to that. Well, there was one member of staff that it ended badly, but all all my staff, I was always more than happy with the the effort yeah. that they put in. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we only, had, we really only ended up with one Saturday. Uh, someone working for us on a Saturday, eventually. Okay. Um, and I had someone that came in and volunteered. 
with volunteered. Me. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sammy, and she still comes around now sometimes and helps free. me out as well. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not very often you get somebody who <laughs> don't no. volunteer their time. But really um, isn't. yeah, and and equally kind of employing staff is hard work. Sometimes. Oh, it's it's it was. I mean, and so when we had um, when we had Houghton, the other tea house, and we had a team there, um, and because it was only open for six months, no one was really committed, yeah. and that was really at least at my bakery and um, like the tea shop and everything, um, we were all there. Or you know, it was we were there as a team. Whereas the the ones over in Houghton, because I had to have it was like seasonal staff. That was such hard work, such yeah. hard work. Because people didn't really, you know, they're there for their holidays. They didn't care. They would pop in, do a little bit, and yeah, the, you know, no commitment from anyone. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's you don't why we realise that how much you invest in your business, but yeah. other people aren't as invested in your business yeah. because it's not. Mm. Yeah, and why aren't business. they? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Bloody rude, but <laughs> they're not. So. It makes it hard when you've got people and you're like, you're working your guts out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever, I'll do it when I get around to it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It is. It, and that is a little bit, it, that kind of breaks you a little bit inside, to be honest. Anyway, I loved my sh- having my shop. It was great, but I would never do it again. Yeah. Likewise. That's my there. summary of life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone ever wants to have any advice about running a shop i am more than happy to talk to them because it's hard work and i know what it, what they're going to go through and i'm yeah. quite happy to either talk them down or talk them round <laughs> however <laughs> or just persuade them out of it get a hammer don't get over their head don't be stupid yeah, <laughs> yeah to make sure you know what you're getting yourself in for i'm happy to talk to anyone who wants to yes free advice on that to save you from heartache <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bronya. Wish I had that before I started. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Shall we move on to our ones to watch then? Good idea. <laughs> so uh, to switch it up a little bit, Sammy and Bronya are picking them this month. Yes. <laughs> so who's going first? <laughs> I'm going first on our ones to watch. So on our podcast... We do product of the week, and I do a little song. Oh. So I've, I've, I've you done composed? a little song. <laughs> <laughs> I've spent me and my sister. We 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 pranged out many a, a theme tune. So this is what we've come up with. It's not very long. <laughs> Short and sweet. Yeah, but I've got to do the head movements with it. Fun oh to watch. One to watch. Everybody wants to know which ones to watch. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Song and dance. Well done. (laughs) Oh, dear me. Wow. Um, So my one to watch is a lady called uh, Lauren. Um, She's based in Australia on Instagram. So it's not technically cake related, but it is. Um, so, um, if you like using buttercream and palette knives in your cake design, 
Um, her designs and styles really give you some amazing ideas. And if you read all the comments on her Instagram, it cracks me up because so many people haven't actually read what she's doing and they'll go, mmm, yummy. But actually, it's just paint. <laughs> just mixing up and they'll go, oh, yummy, I could really eat that. <laughs> you really couldn't. Called, <laughs> What's her business called on Instagram? Oh, it's called Thick Palette. Thick. So it's a good name, Thick Palette. She's, I mean, name. she's got a massive following on there, um, and she's got tips and textures. She does workshops. Um, she shows you how to use palette knives. Um, she does beautiful effects with flowers. I quite often watch it because it's so. Her videos are really just laid back, gentle. A little bit of music. Her style's just really lovely. Lots of palette and um, pastel colours. Um, and things like that. I re- really like her. So she's my ones to watch. Mm, ones to I really love good. this. Yeah. I've never really been into palette knife not... painting. You haven't? Nope. But this looks really oh, good. I, I imagine it's so really much. relaxing to watch as well, though. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love palette knife painting. Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm quite messy. So... <laughs> I know her stuff's quite neat and tidy and symmetrical, <laughs> but I I just love that whole aesthetic and the, yeah. and the way it looks and everything. I really like it. Cool. And she, and look, she does yeah, look looking at stuff as well, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. But what I like is that you can buy the tutorials as well, and I'm, they were quite cheap. I think they were about thirty four pounds, and having bought lots of tutorials in the past and not done them. <laughs> I think this is one that I would actually do. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Cool. Some of this work is lovely. I would have this, some of this stuff in my house quite yeah. happily. Yeah. I really would. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I'm glad you, uh, you, you like them. We approve. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going through watching them now, so I can't, can't participate <laughs> in talking anymore. I'm watching them. <laughs> I'll be coming back to that one later, I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, right, well, mine's kind of on a similar vein, actually. I, I haven't chosen a a cake cake one. I've chosen an artist as well. Ah. And and I think it's because I like watching like that, I think, and I'll probably watch quite a bit of that because then you can get ideas that you can then transfer into cake and it's yes. not automatically cake. Yeah. Um, so who I've gone for is a man called Simon Bull. So on Instagram, he's Simon Bull Art. Um, all one word. B-U-L-L. Um, I think he's based in California, but I think he is English. And he just, he just like drips massive blobs of paint onto canvases. And then he picks his canvases up and he swishes Ooh. them around. Oh, that's my kind of art. Yeah. yeah. And then, or he does like, so he's got like, he's got this contraption that he's made where he puts lots of different colors in and he'll spin a, a spinner canvas and then he'll drip paint onto the canvas oh, and yes. see how it spins. Yes, and... I've seen that. Yeah, it's and he amazing. just all these different techniques that he does. And he's got I think he's got really fluid paint that just runs really nicely and easily. Um and there's a few videos on there that he uses a, a paintbrush, but very rarely does he use any actual art equipment. It's usually just moving paint around on the canvases. And I what like the fact roll? that I kind of think, well yeah, yeah, he uses a bit of kitchen roll and he smears it all around, then takes a bit off and then smears another so it doesn't all go muddy and dirty. And yeah, and I could, I mean, I could sit and watch him for hours and hours and hours, and I often do. Um, 
because it's quite relaxing to just sit and watch paint drip, literally paint dripping. Uh, <laughs> but it's, and then you kind of think, well, how can I convert that onto something that I'm doing on a cake? And how can that work artistically for me sort of thing? And, and I really like people that show the process. Mm. not just the finish and I think cake makers can take a lot from that learning how to show the process to people yeah um definitely. and yeah and so I do like watching artists that show their process so then you can steal it and copy it um, <laughs> I've just watched his um his little pouring contraption yes it's part of a cd rack from Ikea yeah <laughs> one of his posts saying in May 2022 he stumbled upon a collection of cd racks that he purchased oh. from Ikea and he used them to dry art. He used to use them to dry his panels on. And when he started putting the colours in the channels and... Yeah. And he gaffer tapes it to a bit of board and then holds it up and, and drips yeah. and oh spins God. it on a turntable. And and it's like, yeah, how can you convert that into something that can then be edible and make your yeah. cakes different? I'd want to get on the turntable with it, though, and just go, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there have been some. I think there are Lay some on, on the there. Board and get covered with the paint (laughs) and then run at the wall (laughs) I think there is a couple of videos like earlier on where the the canvases have literally just spun off of the turntable and disappeared into the distance (laughs) (laughs) that was brilliant that, that is my one to watch wow that's yeah. brilliant. That's some really great ideas. Yeah. yeah. I will be coming back to both of them to um, yeah. get a few ideas for stuff in the future because I really like both of them. Yeah. <laughs> They're cool. They're cool. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Right. Well, I guess we're at the end again. <laughs> Another month's done. Thanks. Thanks, Bronya and Sammy. It has been so nice to catch Thanks up again. <laughs> yes. Thank you for having me. It's been so much fun. So it's much been fun. Great. <laughs> So, yeah, so, uh, you know, wherever anyone's happened to be listening, if you'd like to, you know, give us a like, we'd be happy, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, rate, follow, review. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at the Sugarcraft Junkies where we will post some pictures of things that we talked about. So if you want to send us some pictures of your shop or anything, we can can stick some of them on as well. Yes, definitely. this is part one of a part two episode because it's a joint third birthday venture. Yay! So part two will be on, released on the Business of Cake Making podcast on the 24th of April. So if yes. you can hold on until then, part two yeah. will be then. Yes, <laughs> yeah. the anticipation, so. the excitement, <laughs> the thrill. Yeah, and then after that, we will be back on the 10th of May with another episode. So we'll speak to you then. Bye. 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 Bye.